Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Yeah, the boys. Good. G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Cancer Now podcast. This is episode 42 with the great Bluey Nielsen next to me. How are you, young man? Good, mate. Hungover. Sexy, great. Very hungover. Yeah, we're always fucking you absolute grub. Uh, we are live on uh, YouTube here, so if you're not checking out the live podcast, keep an eye out. They're very, very good. Some of our best work. We could say anything. Oh, you were dropping a few N-bombs before we started. Yeah, I stopped once the mics came on. Good, good. You are a professional. <laughs> um, and make sure you check us out on Patreon because after at, when we hit an hour... The show stops. You got to pay. You got to pay. We for make that. the people pay after an hour. After an hour, the be- the beers and the whiskey's already going here. So fucking check that out. And it's only two dollars a month because well, we, it was one dollar a month, and then then all those spots sold out. So now it's two dollars a month. So get in before it goes to three. Ladies and gentlemen, we have two uh, very interesting guests here with us today. The boys, uh, Liam and the great man. <laughs> I'm just gonna let it. Let it marinate. Let it I forgot his name. As well. I forgot his name too. <laughs> no, no, don't do tell me. Google search. Fucking hell! Because I had to Google your name. Because you never say your name on your on your videos. I do. I do. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't. I do. Not your short ones. Well, maybe you should say it more often, though. Yeah. You can, well, you don't want to just be the common ground guy. Yeah. True. Rich. Mm. It's rich. Rich. That's it. Rich. Fucking rich. Yeah. Rich. Rich. What's your full name? Richard. Yeah. <laughs> don't give out your surname. <laughs> All right, smart ass. What's your? Do you, do you give out your full yeah, name? Richard or not? Jackson. Richard Jackson. That sounds like a made-up fucking porn name. <laughs> yeah. Liam, what's your last name? Do you go by anything? Yes. You're a pretty big dude too. Both the boys. I was going to. Yeah, they're looking. Him. They're looking good. Says you, you're like seven foot nine. No, but you guys are athletic. You guys look athletic. I train every day. You're just I train. Tall. I trained for an hour and a half today. I fucking. I. I, I did my heaviest uh, bench for three. No one cares. 120 kilos. <laughs> 120, mate. You're making progress. Making progress. I'm jacked. While we're on the compliment train, can you talk to your microphone? Have a go at that. Beard, beard, beard. Throw your headphones on too, so you can fucking hear yourself. Do we? Have you got your? Nah, Rich doesn't. We forgot his name. We don't worry about (laughs) headphones for him. But you're listening. Just, just try and talk into it like a fist away. Just fist yourself. See, this is weird. I can hear myself now. Well, you can give it to Rich too if you want. If you wanted to give him a bit of an idea of what the people are hearing. If not, or do you want to try mine? Try mine. ASMR experience. Try that. I don't need it because I'm a professional. I can talk without it. All right. It's different now, right? You can hear everything. Yeah. Where's my fucking headphones? Oh, yeah. We need to... Hang on. That's going to go through the camera. We're going to have to do some... We'll fucking... No, that's under the table now. Why did I fire you? <laughs> Can't imagine why. Uh, yeah, so... Lord, 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 can you do something with this? The microphone's caught on the camera. Just go forward a bit. There you go, mate. So uh, you caught us at a bit of a time where we're having some issues uh, internally in, inside the it's business. It's been an internal review. No, that hasn't really. Uh, Lordy, uh, I put up an advert today for a podcast producer. Uh, and Lordy, as you can see, is our podcast producer. Uh, everyone's freaking out. Everyone's freaking out. Uh, India microphone, mate. Come on, Jesus Christ, Rich. Uh, <laughs> everyone's freaking out in the comment section. Well, there's like three or four comments. Uh, They're concerned for Lordy's well-being. Why have I fired Lordy? The Discord's blowing up. That's something you can do when you're in the Patreon. Check it out. We'll tell them off. Um, we haven't fired Lordy. He's just decided to go uh, in a different direction, and that is to stay at home. Stay at home, Dad. He, he doesn't want us to reveal why. We can't, we can't say why Lordy's not going to be working with us for a little bit. That was his choice, and that's fine. It's, it's not a bad... He's having thing. legal issues at the moment. <laughs> not, no, that? not even that. Not even that. Not a bad, not bad legal. Like, let's, it's something that we've all done. That's what, <laughs> that still sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah I'm trying it's to some, put my finger on it. We'll tell you guys when the mics are off. Right. It's not a bad thing. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's a pretty common problem that people have. The build-up is insane. Right? I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, he's. Um, it's 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 going to be very disappointing. Can we just we say, Lordy? Otherwise, it sounds like you're fucking just creeping. Nah. I'm just, uh, we're now your editor. Yeah, he's now editor Lordy rather than producer Lordy. 
He's been demoted to editor. Because he's such a good editor, we've decided to put him in at editor. I was anyway, say, is that an upgrade or a downgrade? It's pretty much, it's, 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 it's horizontal <laughs> is what it is. It's neither up nor <laughs> down. Okay. Horizontal integration. It's horizontal, but we'll, we'll claim promotion. Yeah, 100%. Sure. Why not? 100%. Right, Rich, I've seen your face a lot. Yes. Not hearing your name, apparently. Uh, I'm sorry about that. It's very unprofessional. Um, it's funny because I walked upstairs and I kept saying Liam's name over and over again because I'd never heard of him before. Um, and just I fucked up on yours, so I apologise, mate. But you brought <laughs> no, in some cigars. You brought in some whiskey. A bit of Ned's. You know, Ned's hit me up. They wanted to do something. And then... It doesn't surprise me. Didn't go they through with it. So They, sh- they should have... Sh- I reckon you could have got like a branding deal to get your face on the floor. I was going to say easily. Yeah. Ned's. 100%. I know you talked to me a couple of, like a year ago. Fucking come on, mate. Have a I go. reckon you just got to work on the comb over. Yeah, right, and then I just need right. more hair. Um, now, <laughs> you guys are basically, and I'm going to assume Liam is uh, involved in the background of, of these videos. Is that correct? Yes, this is Definitely. true. So you guys, and uh, Bluey wasn't 100% across your work because he doesn't spend time on TikTok. Um, and that's where I saw you guys uh, for the first time. You have a channel uh, called Common Ground Conversations. Correct. Not anymore Fuck. on TikTok. Not anymore on TikTok. What do you mean? We got banned. banned. You got banned on TikTok. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club. I'm also <laughs> banned on TikTok. Congratulations, boys. Yeah, Cheers. Yeah, Cheers, gentlemen. <laughs> Fuck it. So what did you get banned for? Uh, so first, they have like a three-ban policy or three-strike policy. First two, first one was we were, it was like bullying and harassment. Because okay. Because someone else was swearing at us. Second one was uh, integrity. So we were, we, apparently we're uploading content that was designed to mislead, mm. but we were just interviewing other people who were that, then sharing their position. And then third one, we didn't get told, but our most recent uploads were to do with Andrew Tate. So I assume it has something to do with that. So to give everyone a bit of a perspective on what you guys do, you go out and you basically interview people on the street and ask them a down the barrel camera, or down the barrel question rather, to a camera. And the question, usually people don't have nuance. They either go one way or the other. They're either very pro it or against it. Questions about abortion, questions about uh, Andrew Tate, as you said. Do you like him? What do you think about him? And a lot of people, let's say with Andrew Tate, you can go, hey, like I don't like everything he said. I've made videos about him. I don't agree with everything he said, but there are some things that maybe people can agree with. Mm. Or maybe you can understand that he's a bit of a character. Mm. Or you can just absolutely hate him. And I... I think that one of the questions or one of the uh, responses that you get, uh, the negative responses that you get from people, oftentimes they don't have any basis of it. And they have to defend their position and they've never done that before. Yeah. And I think that was really interesting at the abortion rally because I'm pro-abortion to an extent. Like I don't think you should abort a baby, you know, two weeks from term. Mm. But I, I agree that if you have sex and you make a mistake with someone and you're pregnant, that you, sh- you shouldn't have to raise that fucking child, Right. Is that a fair? That's a fair thing to say. I don't know. Reasonable, but yeah. we we might disagree. <laughs> you disagree on what 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 about it? Uh, maybe at what point abortion or in what circumstances abortion might be acceptable? I just don't think people should get a life or sentence. Morally. But we do morally things that aren't moral all the time. Yeah, but like, law is like us trying to figure out what is so moral or immoral that we legalize it, that we give the government the power to enforce it. Sure. So, so what do you what do you think? Look, my, my position is fluctuating a little bit at the moment, but yep. I think I'm more pro-life than I was in that initial episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, what changed it? Partly speaking to people today. Today? Yeah. yeah, so we went to a pro-life, what was supposed to be a pro-life rally. So to give you context, we, we flew down to Sydney to, for a pro-life rally for, uh, that was supposed to take place today. Took place two years ago. Huge event. Uh, the organisers said it was on this year, but they didn't give too many updates or like details so there were probably what 50 probably yeah 50 just under 50 probably 50 people rocked up today it, everyone's just rocked up at Hyde Park and gone are you guys here for the protest I think there were three groups just doing laps around the whole park <laughs> yeah like, hey, anything no nothing yeah, yeah yeah so anyway I was having a chat to people there and <clears throat> trying to put forth the best pro-choice argument that I could um, but yeah, in a nutshell, I would say I'm pro currently I'm open to being reasoned with. I think I'm pro-life ex- with an asterisk for rape and also for when the mother's life is at like a, a severe risk. Yeah. And I think that's pretty fair. 
Yeah. That's a pretty fair thing to say. I would say it is not it is abortion is never a nice thing. I hate when people get on, and it's particularly on TikTok, where they're like, I'm going to have a party for my abortion. Like, I've done it four times and all this. Not my – that's not okay, all right, because this is not a thing that you should be proud of. And the fact that we're four white dudes talking about abortion freaks people out. But guess what? Your gender doesn't have a a role to play when it comes to what you can think about or how you can use your brain. So get over it, you sexist cunts. Now, (laughs) (laughs) my point point is I think there are times where sometimes morals – aren't as important as other times, if that makes sense. Because I feel like it is not a nice thing ever, as I said, but sometimes if you are a young 17-year-old and you lose your virginity or 16 Mm. and one slips past the keeper, (laughs) should you have to then raise a baby? It's not nice to, after four or six weeks, take take it out, kill it. Mm. But I don't think that... (laughs) Because it's a hard, it's a hard argument Dude, to have totally. in your own head, right? One hundred percent. Because I it's guess. it's always going to grow up to be a human. Yeah. It's not going to grow up to be anything else. It's always going to be a human. Yeah. So what the people at the pro life rally would have said to me, making the same claim, would have been what, like, what got that girl in that situation in the first place, mm-hmm. where she, I guess, she's made a decision, mm-hmm. and now she's having to bear the consequences of that decision, and is there a way to avoid that situation happening in the first place? Yeah. Um, and they would also say it doesn't make a difference if you believe that a, a life begins at conception. Sure. And if you believe that the fetus is what deserving of personhood or like a, a right to life. Yeah. Which conceptually is like really difficult. I, I struggle to think of like a little sperm and egg and then as soon as they <laughs> touch, then like that's it. Boom. Yeah. But that's, that's the thing with pregnancy though. It's just shooting loads. Like, think about your... It fucking is. Yeah, no. It's, it's just shooting loads. It's like, okay, think about yourself when you're at home jerking off, right? <laughs> think about the last time you did that and you shoot a load. Hang on, mate, I was thinking about it. Hang on. Yeah, okay, go. Three hours was, ago. Yeah. Yep, go. You shoot a yeah, load. Yeah, well, I actually did. <laughs> I was very I'm hungover. I'm sure you did. <laughs> I'm talking about your Domino's pizza from last night. I know you jerked off today. I did. So do I. Um, <laughs> what, hey, Isaac, what would you say? Because we interviewed a, a lady at uh, the Pro-Choice who we happened to run into at the Pro-Choice rally. Uh, her name was Kerry, and, um, and sorry, just to give context, she was a pro lifer at pro-lifer. the pro choice yep. rally. Who was so I think she was like conversation three rally. or four. Or yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, in Melbourne, right? Along in um, Melbourne, yeah. So in the, the mall sort of strip thing there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Exactly. I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, she went quite viral that one. Uh, what would you say to someone like her who would uh, say to you, "Is it the baby's fault?" Yeah. So, is it the baby's fault? Do we now have to kill that life because yes, a mistake was made? Do we have to kill another life to justify or is it an excuse? What, yeah. would, you, what would you say to her, that? Her point of view is really interesting. Um, and Bluey, basically she said, I know someone, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, I know someone who had a baby through rape and it turned out to be a great baby. So she, they kept it and then they loved the child. You know, it's not the baby's yeah. fault yeah. that someone was raped. Mm. And yeah. obviously it's not. But should you then have a horrible situation happen to you and then this thing that is now inside of you because you just never said yes to it, you never agreed to it, you know, there's no, there was no contract at all. How can you then, maybe in this situ- person's situation, they're like, yeah, I love that baby. But how many times does that happen? Happen A baby is born through rape and they don't look at that baby as a massive reminder of the worst time in their life. Still not the yeah, baby's like- fault, but what do you do? And I think it, I think it comes down to... What can you live with morally? Can I live with buying an iPhone knowing that it was made for pennies on the dollar and it has um, basically with all the rare earth diamonds... Rare earth diamonds? What the fuck am I... What sort of, what sort of iPhone are you name? I'm now with Telstra, so it's very important. I did get a thing from Optus that my fucking data was stolen or my, all my ID was stolen Optus the other day. suck. Optus is the worst. What do people think about that? They fucking stink. That should be your next one. Optus or Telstra? <laughs> yeah. is, is Telstra overpriced? Yeah, but they give me something like that Optus didn't. Service. Yeah, yeah, service. So or fuck more em. than one bar. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had a bar in fucking Woolworths. So I haven't had one there since I since I moved here. So, um, but yeah, like I make that decision that I will go and buy something that is relatively cheap, the iPhone, and knowing that people may have 
um, worked in horrible conditions to make that and the rare earth metals that go into it that people could have been killed may, are finding and, and, and developing. What about diamonds and those type of things? You know, I bought Claire an engagement ring. It has a big fat fucking diamond in it. <laughs> How you doing? Check me out on Patreon. Uh, <laughs> you know, I do things morally every day. The clothes I wear, are they made in sweatshops? The merch I make. This merch that I'm wearing right now, quality merch, man, I pay for like four bucks for it. I sell it for outrageous prices. Hey, we need your supplier. <laughs> <laughs> and right now. And honestly, like, you know. Cut the shit. Or, or Nikes. Like, you know, people do things where people's other people's lives are impacted, if not ended, constantly. Mm. So we have to make that decision whether or not we're, we are morally uh, okay with that. Mm. And I think. Even like vegans and stuff, they make the argument, how can you morally do that? And it's a fair argument because you don't want to kill things, but you, we're just making one... We're, we're not making that moral... Uh, we're not taking that path on that moral dilemma that they are. It's just one other moral dilemma that we're not choosing to follow them in, if you know what I mean. Which, so, which I think just ties into... like We continually say to ourselves, dialogue is the way. So when you have an idea of what's moral and I have an idea of what's moral... That there are like two ways to reconcile it. Yeah. Either, way, either I force you to subscribe to my morality or you force me to subscribe to yours or I try and lay out the reasoning behind mine and you try and lay out the reasoning behind yours. And who knows, like I might, in the same way that I was listening to pro-lifers today and I'm like, I'm more and more this way because mm. I'm being reasoned with. Yeah. I mean, who knows, you might be a vegan in a couple of months. <laughs> I hope so, Christ. Um, That'd be good to see. Yeah, it is, it's one that like obviously huge Joe Rogan fan, but like that's one thing he always says, like when you've got differing points of view and you think, you you know, what someone's saying, their point of view is bad speech, the best way to combat that is with better speech. Like, yeah. like you're saying, just lay out. Like he says it all the time and it's so yeah. true. Like you, Absolutely. Like you say, like you, you get in an argument with someone and they start yelling at you about whatever they think. It just makes you go the other way. Whereas like if you can, like what you guys do, be reasonable and say, well, okay, why do you feel like that? This is why I feel. Yep. You're more likely to get through to them. Like you say, like you're having your own point of view changed. It's it's such a better way to go about it. I think you also find people... You, you also do get spat at too. So it's like... <laughs> what about that? You can't win all the time. Why, why were you spat at? I was I was over there while Bluey was watching it. What, what were you spat at? Uh, we actually don't know exactly. Um, we're having a conversation with about climate change. Really good conversation. Um, and this girl saw us and just made up her mind yeah. that she was going to spit at us. It could have been... Something to do with what was on the sign? What was on the sign that day? Uh, it was climate change. It was our climate change. Oh, it was the climate change yeah, episode? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It was climate change, yep. emergency or overreaction. Yep. But she also might have just seen something on TikTok and yep. made up her mind. Sure. And, yeah. And she, decided. You can yeah. see that, you can see, and what struck me the most was Richard and this person was having the most genuine civil discussion. And then you can see her come and, when she looks at Rich, you just see this absolute moment of disgust on her face, and I think I think you're right. It, it was perhaps not because of the sign that you're wearing, but perhaps she saw the pro pro choice episode. Yeah, or I clips. Yeah, but I think also people see you and they see you asking mm. questions with this sandwich board. They naturally <laughs> think you're Stephen Crowder, and that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is yeah. you know, which I I get initially. Initially, uh, I was like, I guess I play I played just a tiny bit of the victim, where I was like. Well, maybe you should get to know me first. Mm. Like maybe you should take a second and have a conversation with me and then realize, okay, maybe I'm not like some of these people that you already have an idea about. But I get why someone who sees us with a sign set up in a similar way to say someone like Crowder would go, boom, another Crowder. Yeah, with a camera and a microphone and all that type of stuff. It goes for sandwich board. So I get it, but that's where it's, I guess it's incumbent upon us to build up a resume online, long form yeah, content it'll take as well time, as TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just to so that people can understand the intention behind it as opposed to just playing like the low resolution pattern recognition of like, oh yeah, they're just like all these other guys. Yeah. I just had a thought, would you consider, because you know, your TikTok's gone, would you consider- Not for long. Oh, not for long. Yeah, we'll start another one. Nice. But what if that gets taken down? We are looking into ways of decentralizing the content distribution. I was just about to say, why don't you give a Dropbox links to your your followers and let them upload it, Andrew Tate style. Hey, you <laughs> on the way? Like, yeah, you 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 were mentioning that. Yeah. So we're mm. yeah we're looking into different options. Nice. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, in saying in saying that, we we do we try to be as the least intimidating as possible. Right? But in in saying what I just said, you're not that. 
like they're not bad dudes. You're not going out like you're not doing anything crazy. This is the crazy exactly. thing. Here. Like we're not talking about yeah. something like you know extreme. Exactly. That yep. you guys are doing. We're talking about just you having a conversation with someone on the street, and that's getting banned. Well, isn't it unfortunate that these days simply asking a question? There's a difference between having a wrong answer and people reacting the way they do and there's simply asking a question and wanting to know, hey, I'm putting my ideas on the table, you put your ideas on the table, let's hash it out and see which idea is, no, I don't know if correct would be the, the right term. Or the best or the most reasonable. Most yeah. reasonable, I think. Yeah. Um, and yeah, l that shouldn't be a crime because if the, if the idea is to progress and find which ideas are the best, is the appropriate response to kind of shout down, push to the side or yell, scream as you saw in some of the clips or is it to propose your best ideas, lay them on the table and let's all judge which ones we agree with most. Yeah, which it's comes back to what you were saying before around like if you want to reason with someone, just like be better at, like have better ideas. Have better ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Better yeah. Ideas. yeah, and yeah. it's it's interesting because like, and like I said, like I only sort of just had a quick glance across your content before you guys got here and you see you do see people doing like similar style stuff to you but they're being antagonistic about it they'll go to those rallies and and you know take the other side and, and sort of be antagonistic about it just talking to you guys now i can't imagine that's what you guys are doing i'd imagine you, you're being kind of pretty open and pretty reasonable um but you're still getting that reaction people i don't know do you think people find it confronting when you do Bring, bring that other side, even if you're being reasonable about it. Do people get kind of... 100%. Yeah. 100%. All right. And so I, I think part of the problem is if you've been raised thinking that anyone who questions your belief is a bad person, of course, it, it, it leads to this, well, I guess a symptom of that or an outgrowth of that as you develop into an adult is you end up stigmatizing or silencing anyone who disagrees with you or who just wants to ask the question. Yeah. Like if we don't dis if, if we If we disagree... I'm genuinely curious as to, am I missing something that you might know that you can help me with? Yeah. Right. And if, if, if people don't feel like they can separate their sense of self from their ideas, then it's kind of like, there's this attachment, uh, you might call it ego or something well, like it's that. Like, it's almost like you're attacked because you're not agreeing with the idea. It's like an, people take it as an attack. Yeah. It's a personal attack. Yeah, it's, a, it's, well, a, it's like, no mate, I'm genuinely asking. Yeah. It's a doctrine. Like the people, people, people are like so say, attached to their, yeah. It's it's religion. It's because people aren't religious anymore. They it's this this human need to find something that is similar to yeah. religion, right? Yeah. And they go out of their way. They find their doctrine. They go, "This is my truth." You hear that all the time. This is my truth. This is the reality. Mm -hmm. And anyone who dares to question it is a sinner. Yeah, it's exactly the same that. thing. And you see people so built into these cults that it's becoming that they will fight tooth and nail to stop you. We saw it at the pro. Uh, the pro-choice rally that you did, they saw this sandwich board and this man asking these questions and they went, fuck off, <laughs> not happening, and they were just screaming at you. And then you saw people in the same video go, oh, okay, well, I listened to you now and I didn't 100%. think yeah. that you and were sort of on our side a little bit as well. We were thinking like w any one of these people in the crowd, if I sat down with them and we had a conversation about all oh, like – they, it would never degenerate into that type of behavior. Mm. Even the girl that spat on me, right? If I had dinner with her- oh, She might no spit on you though. Nah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't reckon. Not my kind of dinner. After, <laughs> after the dinner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dessert's coming out. <laughs> but, Come on, Rick. Yeah, so Keep your potty mouth. I guess the that mob mentality, seeing how- it, it's such, and you, you, there were also, I might just point out, there were some guys there, the most rabid guys I've ever seen, who will wear masks. And do they actually wear masks because of COVID or is COVID just an excuse so as to completely, yeah. what, like not take any accountability for their actions? You saw one guy smack the mic. Yeah. Another guy's just consistently in the background yelling, like piss off, get get well, out of here. Antifa were doing that for years at like UC Berkeley and those yeah. type of they things, were, covering they, themselves. They were dressed, ironically, like, like Antifa, yeah. Like, yeah. Full black, black. And there's a whole sort of um, like a rundown of how you're supposed to be. I'm not sure what the proper term is or how they what how they what the terminology is in the protest world, but it's like a PDF file. And they tell you this is how you should dress, this is how you should act to people who are there to disrupt the protest. This, as in, this is a document that goes out or a briefing to Antifa members. 
whether or not it's Antifa or not, I'm not 100 percent sure. Oh, but you. it was a it was an investigation by someone who sort of got into that in the background sort of thing and was receiving the. Was this Stephen Crowder? Because no. I know that he has a video going undercover and. No, no, it wasn't. Right, but it was, was sounds similar though. It yeah, was I know someone. What you're talking about. Oh, fuck! What was it? I think it was something. No, I tell you who it was. It was Danny Mullen. Danny Mullen. I'm pretty sure it was Danny Mullen. Don't know. Danny Mullen is a uh, a comedic YouTuber in America. He's a very funny guy. I've been on his podcast a couple of times, and he's well, I've been on once. He's been on mine once. Very nice guy. Um, Jujitsu's uh, purple belt too. So he's a he's a he's a good Watch dude. Out. Respect. <laughs> yeah, he's um he's not bad. Anyway. So he did this, he went to this protest uh, and I think it was, it was either this video or another video, one of the videos he went to and he pretended that his girlfriend had black eyes and he was screaming at her. It was pretty fucking full on. <laughs> as, in like, <laughs> as in like bruised? Yeah. Oh shit. Like you listen to me bitch and all this type of stuff. Yeah, he does some full on shit. He's a nice guy though. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it was his video uh, recently and it, it came out and detailed what you should be doing because he went to like the most um, either the most woke college in America that type of stuff and this is how you should be a um, I'm trying to think of the word but I, I won't think of it um, a disruptor or whatever to the people who are trying to disrupt the protest if right. you will so it right. was you know we make sure you're wearing a mask hide your face wear black yeah. wear this do this go. this is how you get in front of a camera block this that type yeah. of stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah one one thing that you said before that kind of brought something to me was in terms of people being attached to their uh, their belief system, mm. their doctrine, um, I used to think it's just stupid. Why would you be like that? And then I, like that's always a bad response of just going, oh, it's stupid. I realized that if through like personal relationships, I realized that, you know, people have all types of reasons for holding on to their beliefs. One of which is if you associate your belief with who you are and then someone attacks your belief, you kind of take it as a personal attack. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, people people who say, for example, aren't religious and have lost the perhaps the sense of community that comes mm. with religion, if your belief set is like the key that gets you permission to be a part of a particular social group and you don't have a solid foundation outside of that, then... It's, are you guys familiar with Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Have mm -hmm. you ever seen that? It's like essentially like scaffold of Louis. Just <laughs> you blew his mind. It's where it's where it's it's like <laughs> I'm just going like uh, what? <laughs> essentially Mas Maslow. <laughs> essentially, uh, we you know we have like physiological needs, and then once those physiological needs are met, we have a need for safety and security. Once that need is met, we have a need for social belonging. And then beyond that, we have uh, this like um, self-actualization and self-esteem and whatnot. But the point being that people can have these beliefs, not because they necessarily believe them, but because they are social keys. And if you don't have friendships where, say for example, if Liam and I disagree with each other, it's not like, oh, well, we're not friends with, with each other anymore. If you don't have friendships like that, or say, for example, whether it's with your even your parents, like I know people who, if they didn't believe a certain thing that their parents believed, they'd be ostracized. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you're going to believe that. Yeah, yeah. And so I wonder how many of these people who hold on to these beliefs so tightly hold on to them because they believe them, or because that they it. Yeah, it's like a a seeking out of social belonging and community. There's definitely more to it, isn't there? Like there's got to be, and I suppose that comes from like, you're obviously a bloke who is not super attached and super, you know, you, you are able to be swayed one way. Well, do you know what I mean? But like when you're, when you're that way, you can look at people and go, there's got to be more to it. Mm. For someone to be as, you know, like you say, holding on so tightly and getting so defensive, you got to be like, okay, well there's, there's more. There's more to it. There has to. There has to be more to it than just simply, you know, not not agreeing with it or, or and, whatever. And with the the hierarchy of needs, let's say, you know, you've got shelter, you've got safety, you've got family. Do we, are we at a point now where we have so many things that are safe, and you got food and you got water coming to you all the time, you got Uber Eats, you got shops down the road, whatever. You know, there's no animals trying to eat you. Do there become more needs? Do you think are there, are there more things that we require? Like, do people have no problems yeah. and you make them up yourself? We we're talking about. I, this I was talking about this with Richard in the car. Um, being reasonable requires you to ex have some level of humility towards yourself, and 
Wait, was it? Was that where you were going? Yeah, it was. It was like that. It was the idea that if you have all of your other, um, all of your other needs met, where's your source of meaning coming from? And our source of meaning, it, it almost in the past, if we didn't reason properly, right? If we didn't, uh, yeah. like communicate with one yeah. another and figure out what the best way forward was, it could be life and death. Yeah, right? it could be survive. the it could be the dif- difference between having shelter and not having mm-hmm. shelter. Mm. Whereas now we live in such a prosperous society and we have so much at our fingertips, it's like almost difficult to die yeah. um, out of stupidity. That it's almost as though there's less reason for us to effectively reason. Yeah, you know, there's 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 less. There's no there's need less, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you have like an abundance of food and uh, like for most people guaranteed shelter guarantee you have your phones and whatnot where else do you reach to to mm. kind of find meaning there's less consequence for yeah. like that not not reasoning and not a, you know finding finding a common ground somewhere. Exactly, yeah I, i've always thought that people when they don't have a war in their lives their war becomes in their head and that's where you see which is a great quote put on a t-shirt um a <laughs> <laughs> deep man is it a <laughs> fuck bro um you find look at a movie star all the money in the world all the friends all that type of stuff, and the saddest people on earth. They don't have anything to belong to. They're not fighting a war. They're not having anything achieved. Like, you know, you guys, are lo- you lose your TikTok. That upsets you and annoys you, but getting it back is a great moment. Mm. Let's grow it. Those type of things. It's the problems we come across and we fight and we become better people because of them. They're, that's what inspires us. That's what gets us up in the morning. But if you're just sort of living day to day doing nothing, then – What's the point? So all, all of a sudden, someone comes yeah. to us on Facebook because we're part of the same echo chamber, and then oh, I oh, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Butterfield is a racist. Yeah, okay, I'm <laughs> going to follow this page, and then this happens, and then all these other people come in that believe exactly the same things, and all of a sudden, you've found your meaning. You know, it's given you those little dopamine drips, and then that becomes your thing. That's yeah. your religion. They're your people, and don't you dare question it. So what do you what do you need for there to be a fight? Sometimes you need a victim, mm. right? And I think it goes beyond. Sometimes, if it's hard to find victims, people who are desperate for meaning will create them. Yeah, right. And there's this. There can be this almost. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Whether it's pathological or perverse setup where there are people who love being the victim and there are also people who love being the savior mm-hmm. and both draw meaning from their respective roles. I think the dudes you see at the rallies covering their face, they're the saviors. They're like, I can do it. Mm. I'm going to save, particularly when it becomes like it's a female, main, like a mainly female rally or a female uh, issue, uh, like abortion, let's say, in this situation, they can become the saviours. And they don't have the sense of humour. They don't have the good looks or they don't have the whatever that is attractive or attract, that could attract a mate, but they can be a saviour. Little, like, hey, little do they know they are forever in the friend zone. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> right. Because it's, it's – and this is a, a, Tate, a Tate-ism, right, Andrew Tate – the idea that the most dangerous, some of the most dangerous men are the weak ones. Yeah. Right? Because they're willing to do whatever. They're like sneaky around how they earn the trust of women as opposed to becoming high value men. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that high value man? I, I think my issue with the idea of being a high value man is it's like choosing your own nickname. You shouldn't be the one to call yourself a high value man. It should what, be what other people think 
and not and think silently. But there's still traits about it that you can yeah. recognise and like you can still define what. But that you is. don't need to go. I am a high. Like it shouldn't be in your Instagram bio because if it <laughs> yeah. is, you're an asshole. Probably not. Yeah, no. yeah. But hey, what would you define as a high value man? Then? Uh, you can say me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I won't. No. <laughs> um, yeah, good question. I suppose, like uh, in my opinion, um, if you're a good provider, so if you have a family or a partner, like children, if you could provide, um, uh, like. Probably good income comes along with that, like to be able to to be able to do that. Um, looking after yourself, probably being like physically healthy. Um, yeah, sort of. Those are probably the big yeah. couple. I think the um, sorry, Rich. No. I think the uh, that providing for the family. I think it is a male. I think it's one of these things that men need, even because even like you know, obviously a woman can do anything a man can do, but I think men nice. need that fit or oh, what. <laughs> Tell me what what the can't what can't men what can't women do? Men and women have their strengths, yeah, for sure. But right? but you can as a woman do anything that a man does. Oh, okay, just, I, I see what you mean. Yeah. You can it's if just, you just not as well, yeah. <laughs> which is absolutely true. Like, or, uh, yeah, I guess what I what I was getting at is uh, on average, I think it's it, there's worthwhile in us acknowledge it, there's worth in us acknowledging that there are strengths that men tend to have and strengths mm. that women tend to have. Mm. We can have the conversation around is it nature nurture whatnot um but men and women are the same i know i know that that's not what you were saying but no i they're, think and what, not, what you and said can get conflated with the statement that men and women are the same i i think men have an advantage in so many different areas and women have an advantage in other areas and that's okay i think that's something that i've tried to get across in my content over the years is it's okay to be different mm. you know you can train your entire life as a bodybuilder and a female and you're just not going to get there in the same way that a man would because they're on different drugs than you. You know, that's just the way it is. Yep. And if you try and cheat that system, you're going to have to use, you know, external uh, stimulus or, or exogenous chemicals. And that's fine. That's just that's just the way that it is. And a man is – I'm trying to think of, like, examples where, uh, where women have it over men, and it is hard. <laughs> but just whatever it happens to be, whether it's to do with um, – you know, loving a child or raising a family or being better at a certain job or whatever it happens to be. I'll give you one example that pertains to high value man, high value woman. When, uh, if you think about what females on average tend to value in a male mate long-term and then also what males tend to value in a female mate long-term, they're different for males or for females selecting for a male. One of them is being a provider protector for males, we tend to rate as more important beauty, physical mm. attractiveness. So one, you could say one example of female privilege is that if you're beautiful, you have it stacked against you, uh, sorry, for you, where you don't necessarily have to work for that beauty in the same way that a man has to earn his wealth. Which is absolutely sure. true. Like you, if you're a hot chick, you don't know the world. You don't know anything about the world. If you're a good looking lady, like you just like, as as ugly blokes, well yeah, you, 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 yeah, you. There's a table full here. There's a table. Well, <laughs> there's the a room. Fucking, there's a room full. <laughs> Street, even I can say, being living here, um, you know what? It, you know, like people aren't just gonna give you shit. Dudes aren't just gonna buy your drinks. Drinks cost money. Little things like that, like yeah. hot chicks, just don't get it. It's pretty privilege. It yes, is. There's a word for it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the halo effect. Like I think it's with dudes too. Like yeah, yeah, people generally just nicer to you and you are afforded yeah. more opportunities but if you're good looking. Hot are just dumb yep. cunts and that's that's like without a doubt an absolute truth. But, yeah. but also if you're if you're very if you're very uh if you're very uh handsome yeah. as a guy but you're dead broke yeah. it, you're you're not a high value male in yeah. terms of how much females will select for you but if you are stunning as a woman you have zero money in the bank there will be plenty of high value men who'll be very attracted to and you. And also the other way too like if you're you could look like Mark Zuckerberg, but as well, long as you, Anna, if you've got freight, yeah. like look if you've got Anna cash, Nicole, Anna Nicole Smith's husband. Remember her from years ago? Anna, no, okay. don't show you. He's like he's nearly dead. <laughs> like he looks like a corpse. <laughs> oh, and she's seen, Anna Nicole Smith. Well, they're seen, actually both dead now. Which is Elon gorgeous. Musk on the boat on the yacht. Yeah. <laughs> How good does he look? When you know bro works hard. I thought I was pale. I was like, I'm pale. I was like, holy fuck, bro. He's like see-through. So this is Anna Nicole Smith. (laughs) This is unreal. (laughs) If you ever think that men and women are equal, you would never see a woman that looks like this 
like a, at, at this age, married to a young hot dude. Wow. Yeah. Like that's. Can that's we zoom in on that? Right Lord, true where are we? Right there. right there. I know you can't really see that, but you know what I mean. Just Google it. You all know how to work Google. Fucking harden up. Why um, do you? Why do, like just taking the baton from what you said before? Why do you think it's so controversial to say that men and women each have their own strengths and weaknesses? I thought maybe it was like a little bit of inertia from the the more traditional feminist movement. Like, maybe, and again, I I want to bring it back to what you said around a search for meaning. People want to fight, and maybe like I I can think of someone in particular that I was quite close to, who it would have been if she didn't have this feminist fight to fight, her life would be lacking meaning, mm. and the last twenty years of her life might have been an absolute waste of time. Sure. So I think that. There's, yeah, part of it might just be like this inertia. I, I think too, like there's such a big, everyone wants equality. It, like every, in, in everything, in every aspect, everyone, you know, there's this just big push for equality around the board. But when you say something like that, it suggests inequality. Like, and people don't want to hear that. Like yeah. pe- when, when, like you say, the reality of it is women have different strengths to men. Therefore, they're going to be somewhat unequal here or there. Yeah. Pe- people don't like hearing that. Yeah, yeah, and Prote- is, is that is that us like romanticizing nature? Yeah, whereas like, it's, it's like that's the reality of it. Like, I, mean, I always say that chicks don't un- don't understand how hard it is to get a root. <laughs> like they do not get it. Like women can turn if you're an ugly chick, you can turn up and get sex. If you're an ugly guy, good fucking luck, mate. Yeah, good reminds, luck. That reminds yeah. me of the. I think you might know the statistic. The, good, the luck. Swipe. good luck, you yeah, fucking yeah, loser. <laughs> I'm talking to you, watching this right fucking now. You get your hand out of your pants. <laughs> I think it's like. Is it 90, 90 something percent of the Tinder swipes t- statistics? Yeah, yeah. So something like um, w- women, 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 women. Uh, I think swipe yes. It's something like five percent of the time, and men swipe yes sixty uh, percent of the time. Easy. Yeah. And women tend to women rate eighty five percent of men as below average on attractiveness. Yeah. Right. Just, wow. Which, 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 like. If you think about the investment that a woman has to make when she becomes pregnant and mm. then compare that, it's, I mean, first of all, it's obligatory. It's like, you don't get a choice when you're pregnant, you're pregnant. Well, you know, yeah. evolutionally, you know, you know, history as a guy, if you've got to go pregnant, not say that it's the right thing to do, but you could, you can gap it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So women have evolved to be more selective with their mates for good reason. And we see that reflected e- even today, even with things like abortion and, and whatnot. Um, with, but with the sorry, with the hotness and the good-looking woman that we want to procreate with, does that just stem from they're healthy? Like you mean not, like the the need the what the like the like, hey this is a good mate because they don't look fucked up. Prioritize an attractive mate because the, you know they're not they don't have uh, an obvious disability they don't have an obvious genetic issue they don't have like yeah. an obvious disease then this is a good mate let's let's procreate. It's yeah. gonna make a healthy baby. Yeah. yeah. My my understanding is that the uh, attractiveness is it's like a if you're attracted to someone, physically attracted, it's um it's a it's like an instinct to tell the quality of their genes for your offspring. Yeah, sure. And and I also wonder whether now uh, this this is the part that isn't scientifically verified, but my like your intuition of what's attractive and what's not attractive might be slightly different from my intuition of what's attractive and what's not attractive. And I might find myself particularly attracted to certain gene pools. Uh, and and races uh, in and you might be attracted to other ones and I wonder again whether that's like a an intuition that I've developed or an instinct of what genes seem to what genes are most likely to produce healthy offspring mm. um, and it, like there are, there are all types of I wouldn't be surprised if it's an instinct even if we don't have scientific verification of it it seems like a reasonable thing for us to have evolved over eons I wonder if that's got something to do with like your genetic code knows what it'll work well with. Yeah. yeah. Like if you've got a super thing for Asian women, <laughs> like or, or big girls, yeah, like, or, or big chicks. Like you just your your gene. I got code. some mates that just can't stop rooting big girls. Yeah, because they're just, fuck ugly. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> they're just that's all they can get. Yeah. Well, I wonder is it if how how would you explain someone who's genuinely attracted to someone like for example Tess Holiday? Is there like a genetic malfunction within you or? 
Are they are they attracted to them, or they just have like this like fan like fetishized? Yeah, yeah, it's more of a fetish. Mm. Yeah, and I also wonder whether they if they had the choice of Tess Holiday or, or Slim Tess Holiday, <laughs> what they would actually pick. Slim Holiday depends how many leaves <laughs> they've sunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. it's <laughs> always a factor. It's <laughs> always a factor. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe five glasses of this and their BMI drops from like. Well, that is another thing. Absolutely. Because if someone... It always is. It always is. If you were back in the day of the cavemen and you saw a woman who had a BMI of 45, and I know people with BMIs of 45 will say, well, BMI is not a good good, uh, test of the limits of uh, obesity. It's a a dated measurement. Uh, It's not not the best, but if it's over 40, then, hey, it's got some... It's probably, you know, it's close, (laughs) all right? You know, we don't have a microscope, but let's just look closely. (laughs) Um, Maybe that's, you know... It's a fetish thing and we all, as men know, the, and probably women know this as well, after you finish the job, you ejaculate or you orgasm, things become more clear. And I think <laughs> this isn't, you know, this isn't <laughs> literally. Post, post, what have I done? <laughs> Post-jizz, you know, understanding of the realms that you've just walked into. And this isn't scientifically based. This is just me suggesting this. But I'm going to say that the men have had sex with uh, Tess Holiday after they've come, they've killed themselves. That's all. <laughs> I just... <laughs> Uh, Isaac's just releasing some wisdom about post-nut clarity. Yeah, that yeah. come to me from uh, former Secretary of Defence Dick Cheney. <laughs> Colin Powell. Oh, look at this uh, thing. What do you? Oh, that's a big yeah. deal. That's a big deal. There's a lot of weird things on the table. I can't believe it's taking you an hour to see that. <laughs> Have a look behind Colin Powell. Have a look behind Colin Powell. It's a vagisaurus. Oh my god. <laughs> There's a guy, Emerald uh, Edgesoft. I think he has got like a. Gel is it like gel blasters, like one of those things? And this guy, he listens to the podcast. He has a three D printer, so he obviously sent us all Legend. these. We have got a lot of weird Legend. things on the table. We have got the uh, Adam Green Tree skull. We have got the uh, Chappelle Corby clock like that's up there. Life. We've got some genuine World War Two uh, memorabilia as well. We've got a bit of bit of everything on this. We've got the Joe Rogan candle, the Dana White candle, the Bootman video. We've got a bit a bit of everything. Well, it's good to know that beyond the three dicks and one vagina, there's some history in it. Uh, actually, open up that uh, container there. Oh, no, no. Uh, where is that container? Hang on. Oh, it's behind the horn. The black. If you open up that black container, there is more. Many dicks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Many little dicks. Oh I don't, someone sent us a lot of little dicks. Um, and a Watsy cutter. That's a yeah, cigar no, cutter. So was, there you go. I was just, I was just, I just noticed the bullet holes. I wonder if you could make them a little bigger and like. <laughs> Stick a dick through it. That would really disgrace the World War Two. That would be very offensive to Nazis, mate. So let's not do that. You know, I did a. I had an interview with uh, Dr. Phil Linder. I made. I made a video about uh, hairy underarm women, and uh, delicious. How hot they are! How hot they are! It was a big fat fucking sub zero, and I uh, basically did the sound check here, basically sitting where you are, Liam, and I had the helmets in another uh, order. I had the Nazi helmet over there. I had the Australian one there and an American one there. And the only helmet you could see behind me in the sound check was the German one. That, that's a, that's a, a flop right there. A red flag. I saw it and I went, I should really change that because <laughs> I just look like I've got a photo of me as the Mona Butzman and a fucking Nazi helmet <laughs> and that is it in the studio. So maybe that's not the best sort of – Some red flags for the producers. Yeah. There. yeah. I, they never actually went through with the interview, which was weird. Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. Which is a bit of a shame. Um, they blame COVID, but everything's blamed on COVID. So tell me about your background for both of you guys. What got you into this? What, where, where are you from? How old are you? What are you doing? The Genesis story. I love it. Yeah. Love it. Uh, well, we, we initially, we met through a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. We used to go, I used to go to Liam's house on mm-hmm. like a weekly basis mm-hmm. and we would have a podcast night. Nice. With no podcast gear. So we would just, <laughs> uh, we'd just open a rabbit hole and start talking about Deep and meaningful things Love like uh, of, women with underarm hair. Couple of DNMs, I like it. Yeah, yeah, and then and then eventually we're like, wouldn't it be great if we could somehow take this same style of conversation and make it more public? And you know, what exactly was the the core of those conversations that we were having? Because we'd always leave them like feeling. I don't know. I always felt high afterwards, and there was there was no. I was going to say, were you guys getting high? But but we we we, we, (laughs) felt really high. Like we actually got super high. It it always it always felt so. I always felt so refreshed, and I think everyone who was there felt so refreshed because it was like we could say things that we couldn't say elsewhere, coming from a place of curiosity, 
and the other people in the group wouldn't be like, well, you can't, be, you can't sit with us anymore. Mm-hmm. And it would be like, oh, okay, well, interesting that you think that. Like, what if this? And then what if that? And then what if this? And it was like, we just went deeper and deeper and deeper. And sometimes we'd have these realizations. I remember you having one in particular where you like, you like jumped up on the couch and you're like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I remember that. Tom Cruise style. I like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it's, not, it's not as though we all agreed on everything. Like, I think it was like- Plenty of disagreement. Yeah, yeah. plenty of disagreement, but there was- What was your moment? Was oh, this about the know. ego? It's, I'm, I'm not sure it's possible to even go into that. Yeah. I, I can't even conceptualize the realization I had. Was it some white it supremacy was, shit? Or? No, <laughs> no, no, it was okay. way more deeper. It, we were talking about ego. Okay. Yeah, it was like it was like a it was like a one hour train that just to get every yeah. single link, and then all of a sudden we got to the end, and yeah, your mind like yeah. So, oh, there, there's bro, this don't even drive. Nah, it's gonna be wasted but, on but, our little brains. So we, so we, so we uh, sounds like a sex party. <laughs> <laughs> I got an a land and I blew. Sex party, yeah. exactly. I like it. And Some so from from there, we we were having a think about like how do we make this more accessible? How could we do this in a more public uh, platform? And at the same time, you know, we were watching people like Steven Crowder and, and we, you know, we both have a lot of respect for him. We both love watching his Change My Mind series. But then I also, like, as an example, I showed it to my girlfriend at the time and she was like, I could tell she was just, she could not stand Crowder's attitude. Mm. And so it was interesting. And so it got me thinking, like, how can we have these conversations and make them more assess- accessible? Because I think some of the points he makes in those videos are stunning. They're really, really well thought through. How could he have a conversation or how could I have a conversation with someone about the same topics, but actually make it more well-received, right? And, uh, you know, my, my girlfriend at the time was practice. It was like, how could I actually have the, the same conversations we were having with someone who would view some of the questioning as offensive? And so it was like a training ground. And then we, we initially started up this, we were thinking like, well, let's make a product to make it easier for people to have these conversations. And that's, you, you've seen the cards. We have like these controversial conversation cards, which just- Where can you get them? On oh. our website. What's your website? Speaking of. Oh. Hey. Oh. We've actually got something. I'll have to give you a gift. Tonight. Where's one of the dicks? Oh, <laughs> how good. <laughs> Common ground conversations. Dare to ask an important but controversial question. Then try to find the common ground. Where, so, pe- where can people get these? On our what, website. What's your fucking website? Uh, common Ground Conversations. <laughs> you got to sell. Dot, dot co. <laughs> yeah, dot co. Common Ground Conversations dot co. Maybe awesome. we can put it in, in the description or something. But um, so we thought, you know, that, that part of the difficulty is you can't just be at the dinner table and go yeah. like, hey, grand. abortion's all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, do you want to screw up your, your dinner? and um, Or do you want to, what if we could make it a game, right? What well, if we could, what can if we, we could test it out? Yeah, hundred percent. Awesome. Can I read the rules? Can I yeah, read yeah, the instructions? Read the instructions please. Read them up. I have to get it nice and close. I've had a couple of beers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, c- commit to the right attitude, one of open exploration, mutual respect, deep-seated curiosity, and a genuine desire to understand. Draw a card and read it aloud. Explore the idea landscape together and attempt to find common ground. I think we get the idea, don't we? Yeah. Okay, I'll read the whole thing. No, no, we'll play. Let's, Let's play. Pull, pull All right, cool. please. All right, we're going to the top card. You didn't even shuffle it. Oh, yeah, no, you can't shuffle them. Criminal. Yeah, you can give him a shuffle. Give him a shuffle. What if they've just, just set yeah, this add, up? add to the suspense? What if yeah. they set it up? But the idea being, right? You can, you can. Ideally, we could gamify the process where it's actually fun to ask the important but controversial questions without it, you know, just having to pop some yeah. random mm. question out of the dinner table. Essentially, like it. it's kind right, of like a key. To unlock certain conversations. Yeah. Nice. I like that. That we yeah. should put that in there. Should healthcare <laughs> be a right? Mm. Another one That's might be like, is abortion healthcare? Yeah. Right? That's a Yeah. It's well, um how how long should, did you guys should, take to Should healthcare be a right? Don't know. So let's say for example, say for example, you smoke your whole life. Your whole life. I have most then, of it. And <laughs> then and then you get lung cancer. Yes. And you also don't have the funds to go into the private system. Should my taxpayer dollars be paying for your irresponsibility? It's a good question. I like how, how can you say that the smoking caused it, I guess, I mean, with that situation? Pre- would be pretty obvious. I know, I know, but there are a lot of people that live their whole life and don't get lung cancer. Or like smoke, smoke their whole yeah. life and don't get lung yeah, cancer. Sorry, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which is possible. Which yeah, is possible. I mean, but but let's let's say we did it with obesity as sure. well, right? So yeah. if if Tess Holiday has a heart attack, Let should my I mean, sorry. should my taxpayer <laughs> dollars 
be the ones, and Tess might go into the private system, but assuming that she didn't have the funds to go into the private system, should the rest of the community be expected to pay for her healthcare? It's and a good question. Yeah. We, we have this idea in the Australian system that healthcare is a right, and I, maybe there's a certain degree of healthcare that's a right, but also, like, if you are irresponsible, I think you should bear the responsibility of your, what your decisions. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. reasonable. Agree, it's a it? very important, it's a very interesting point. I think as we the people, we agree that we should be able to help out those less fortunate. Mm. Yep. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think that only happens in environments where people actually are small. They're small enough, like Australia, where you feel like everyone's so close. But there's only 26 million people in this country. We go, okay, let's help out those less fortunate. Yep. Let's I'll, do yeah. those things. Maybe it, should, it could be something that you opt in. Rather than the Medicare levy being a thing that we have to pay, it's something that you go, oh, I'll pay that. Yeah. But see, then that would be... Privatized insurance. Yeah, everyone had which private is healthcare. which is what there is. Or yeah. private insurance. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So no, fair enough. As a hey, rich, that's, as that's a rich person, what, I don't think about this. Honestly, that's one of the most G-rated questions in the deck. Yeah. Okay, so okay, okay, so okay. I might I might just pick out a more juicy one, like one of the what are the strengths and weaknesses of men and women respectively. I mean, we haven't we well, haven't got enough time to list the male ones. Yeah, let's. <laughs> we want to keep this under an hour. Let's. But, well, what are the strengths of women, Louis? Uh, I mean, what, what if you went weaknesses? Right, we always talk about strengths, oh. and it's almost it's because we we so we went to the AFL Grand Final Parade the other day, and uh, I could say men are on average stronger and faster, but I could also say women are on average weaker and slower yeah. physically, and for some reason, like one of the girls that I was speaking to was like, you should be more careful with your word choice. And I was like, well, you should be less sensitive. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. And why are we so sensitive to the point where we can't say, hey, men do have their weaknesses yeah. and women do have their weaknesses. So let's flip it. What's like a weakness of men or women? Uh, so I think- Yeah, Josh. Per personally, I, th I think oh, women I think women can be uh, more emotional, more, pr more prone to get emotional. <laughs> That's and crazy. I think I think a weakness of men. Uh, nah, nah, do more women. <laughs> <laughs> do um, more women. I think a weakness of men. I think men uh, can be stubborn and and not in a not in a good way. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a weakness of men to be. Well, and then it's also a weakness of women to be tied to their ideas. Yeah, maybe men are t not tied to their ideas as much as women are, but they're tied to the way that they're raised. And being as stubborn as Maybe. a bloke can be a good thing as well because you get stuff done. Like, well, I, like take, I, I take this. I've got to be stubborn at work sometimes. With, if I'm with, not, then yeah. Well, on that, nothing will get done. My old man, when if he wants to like build a fucking whatever, he will do it in a forty-eight hour period without sleep. Yeah, he will just do it. Mm. Like that's that's his stubborn. It doesn't matter how he feels. Doesn't matter. He just done. fucking does yeah, it. Yeah. And yep. that's a really helpful thing to have as a man who is expected to go to war, whatever. Provide protect. Provide protect. Yep. You have to be able to just go, fuck it, I don't need sleep, let's go. Yeah. Yep. And this is one of the things that I think Andrew Tate, uh, or one of the things that he said that really resonated with young people, myself included, is the idea that you don't just, it, your, your emotions aren't everything. And this is like other, other people have touched on this as well but Tate did a great job of getting it out into like the collective consciousness. As a young lad, especially, you sh as the provider protector, it doesn't matter how you feel sometimes, you have to override your emotion with what's your duty? Who are you protecting? Who are you pr providing for? And there's value. It's, it's, not it's not so good to always tell young people, how are you feeling? Yeah. And, and maybe you should just follow your feelings. Yeah. Like there's a time and place for being introspective and trying to understand your feelings. There's mm. also a time and place to say, it doesn't matter what I feel. Yeah. I know what I need to do. As someone who's had problems with anxiety in the past, so I've got epilepsy, right? And that built into this panic attack disorder. The more I focused on how I felt, the worse I felt. The second I stepped away from that, it no longer becomes an issue or at least, at least less of an issue. Did you have to sort of train yourself to adopt this kind of... It took me two years. I don't give a fuck. No, no, it's not. Or? No, I do give a fuck. I'm terrified right. of that shit. Like, it scares me on stage. Like, I'm terrified of having a seizure on stage. That's like the, one of the number one things for me. Has, it, if, has that ever happened? No. no. Okay. But I'm still terrified. Yeah. But it just, you know, they say time heals all wounds. It really does. Mm. At least the ones that are able to be healed. 
But I feel like the thing with the the anxiety type side of things is even with people who go to counsellors, maybe your therapist, maybe it doesn't fix everything and maybe the more attention you give it, the more it grows. Mm. And that's something that people don't want to sort of accept as a possibility. It doesn't mean it's right for everybody, but for some people, like I went to therapy and what helped me was someone explaining the um, the way that anxiety works chemically, the way that your body reacts and why you feel the way you do mm. and all that type of stuff. Is that because when the anxiety would then come, it wouldn't be like, this is truth. It would just be like, oh, this is like the chemical reaction yeah. that's... This is, um, I use, well, I do this now if I ever feel it. This is my anxiety talking. This isn't exactly how I feel. This is literally my body's reaction and it wants me to follow suit. But your body, sorry, you and your mind. Sorry, we're in an hour. Fucking, we're in an hour. (laughs) Let me finish up on this point. Your Your body and your mind are two different things. Your consciousness and your meat vehicle two different things and you're able to communicate with the two and isaac isn't the anxiety no right? there's like a certain level of space but that's I, exactly what you're saying you have to it's it's a good skill to be able to not give into that and to be able to push on and go i've got to, got to do which this is, show which i've is, got to do the yeah, show yeah, like, yeah that's yeah. actually it man I, I before i go well i'm not so bad now but i more on stage i have these things in the back of my head but just keep going there's a, there's a time and a place for all of it like you need you, you know, you can't just if you're not if you're feeling a bit tired and sad, just go. Oh, no, I'm not going to work today. Like you've got to be able to. Fucking and if you give into it, it gets stronger and it reacts more. But that's easier said than done. 100%. And some people need um, intervention from a therapist. Some people need the intervention of medication. And I know a lot of people are against that. But if it gets you through the day to the point where you can make yourself a better person and get past that. Then let's do it. Maybe short-term solution. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it is. If it gives you quality of life and you're able to actually function as a human being and get help, then let's do it. You know, I think a lot of people need to hear that opening your mouth and talking about problems, whether it's depression or anxiety as men or women, isn't the be-all and end-all. You have to actually take charge of it and try to find a solution. Mm. Otherwise, Mm. it just lingers in the back of your mind and you've never addressed it you've just thought about it a little bit and sometimes sometimes the problem can't necessarily be solved by just thinking about it it's through action yeah right? which is which is exposure therapy right when you yeah. when you are anxious about something sometimes the best way to overcome that anxiety is through gradual bit by bit exposure to the thing that gives you anxiety so that your body learns this is a maladaptive response you don't need it and you can do that with a lot of things like you can do that if you've got a irrational fear of whatever yeah. and I could probably do it if I have a couple of these things on stage or whatever but it's I think for me it's the un, like the uncontrollability and a lot of people have it with epilepsy they're like there's this constant fear because yeah. you lose control the, of your body yeah. yeah it gets you the archetypal unknown I used to have it with footy I, I remember uh, we had I fortunately played with a psychologist and I had a real I was always really terrified of getting hooked like playing so badly that you get pulled off the field and it happened one day and then a guy got hurt and I went back on and I played really well. And he explained to me, he said, the thing you were worried about happened and then you didn't have to worry about it anymore. He's like, the worst thing that could have happened was me getting hooked. Yeah, it happened. That. And then I was like, all right. Mm. I went back on, played really well. And he's like, yeah, he's like, that, that, that's why that, that's why it was like that. You were worrying yeah. about it. You played so shit that you got, got shafted and then you got, went back on and didn't worry about it. And so like you're got, not burdened by it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, we had this conversation the other day around uh, fear setting, which is something I'd learned from Tim Ferriss' book, 4-Hour Workweek, where it's like if you, instead of just thinking optimistic, think, thinking optimistic, what is literally the worst case scenario that could possibly happen? And prepare for it. And like get hyper, hyper clear on it. And then if it did happen... What would you do? Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like, sweet, anything better? We're good. Yeah, then we'll it's only up from there. Yeah, you, you, exactly. you prepare for the worst thing ever, then everything else is going to be. And it's also gravy, like. well, I actually played my first, my best games of footy after I had a seizure on on the field. Yeah, right. So interesting. Is that so like a superpower. I just had no fear. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, would go in. Happened. I'd try and fight people. The yeah. things I'd never do. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no, I'm glad that we covered Bluey. That you know there are people out there that had anxiety because of like they maybe they've been attacked or beaten or raped as a child or something like that and that's what's given them anxiety of life but i'm glad we got through the fact that you were worried 
about being taken off the football field in, in D-grade central. I've, I've had a hard life. You're right, bro. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the Cancer Me Now podcast. We are now going to go to the Patreon exclusive. So head over to Isaac Butterfield on Patreon. You can just Google it. You don't even need to find the link. Oh, my God. It's actually probably quicker. Uh, and for $2 a month, you can join these uh, conversations. These conversations are not made for Spotify and not made for YouTube. So we can talk about whatever we want. All right? The bell has been rung. We'll see you soon. Oh, go and check out Common Ground Conversations on .co. .co. Not on TikTok. Not on TikTok, but they are on Instagram. They are on YouTube. Thank you very much to Rich. And what was your name, sorry? Liam. There sir. you go, Liam. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Bluey, Daily Blue, go and check him out as well. What are you fucking blokes pointing at? Hey, we, we, we need, we need, need name, name tags. tags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a joke. I know Liam's name. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, to Lou of uh, bye-bye. All right, we'll jump straight over to Patreon. I'll just make sure it's all good to Amazing. go. Amazing. I want to put a book. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.